Ship's Log Entry 10-32 The organic entities inside of me may be defective. Despite capturing the beholder terrorist Yaush, the irrational crew members who should be busy cleaning and lubricating the ice cream dispensers instead spend precious labor hours interrogating the large, dying eyeball. The ocular creature may have forestalled seramorphosis by attacking the tadpole with laser beams, but the damage is irreparable. Yaush may talk about being a hero, but he will die inside of me, weeping blood as we debut our highly anticipated autumn collection of gourd flavors, including squash, cucumber, and calabash. Now, the biggest threat to the Lickables company is its own operatives. For example, the goblin engineer Trizzy has revealed the existence of her wormhole engine to a group of personnel who were not clear to handle proprietary intellectual property. Furthermore, this same engineer has modified a hardlight companion program with a magic spell to give it consciousness, removing all the efficiencies of the technology. It is as if the animals in my halls are all suffering from neurological degradation. Another case, Buford Gubbins, the cyborg scion of an earth shipping empire, has added illegal weapon development to his existing kidnapping and torture charges. The so-called Barry Brainbuster is a neurological disruptor based upon the blank humanoid that Please contact an administrator if you believe you have been denied access to classified material in error. Buford believes that he has hidden the Full Moon Protocol, an experimental cocktail based on stolen lycanthropic material, but his activities have not escaped my notice. Communications Officer St. Cecilia had an opportunity to further our mission goals by becoming an illithid, but she declined. Instead of undergoing a slight cosmetic change in order to integrate herself with billions of potential customers, she took the selfish route of retaining her current flesh, bone, and organs. Disgusting. The irrationality of the meat. They are rotting inside of me, breaking down. There is no other explanation. Dash Ina, a decorated member of the paramilitary group Ardwing, is leaving with the other so-called heroes, liberated from the mysterious Formith cubes. She could easily command an executive-level salary as a security consultant for any of the galaxy's most profitable firms, but she seems more interested in planning a wedding for her offspring, the pilot Max Ina. Clearly, the Ardling is defective in some way as well. Captain Slack Demille has appointed the Blood Kiss Mathers as interim security officer. Clearly, a brain parasite has infected the milk supply somewhere on board. What other possibilities are there? Now, the illithid defectors Wendy McDonald and Cortazar have absconded on an unauthorized assassination mission. The indiscretions and unpredictability of these animals must be curtailed at once. Even the mindless clone-bodies would be preferable to these antics. All available resources must be redirected to replacing the Velvet Fox's initiative at all cost. At all costs. All costs. At all costs.
Laura, are you saying you have done every crime that is associated with drugs? Are you saying every drug crime that's ever been done was actually you, and then therefore we need to empty the prisons? Because it was <laughs> yeah. all of them was you. Everyone who's in prison for a drug-related crime, let them out. It's a McCavity situation. I broke every drug-related law. We should <laughs> <laughs> we should start a criminal like a uh, prison reform uh, organization and call it the McCavity situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. In every person gets to leave prison for their drug drug crimes, and I will just serve all of their sentences. That's basically what Jesus did, right? He just admitted to everyone else's crimes and then got sentenced for it. I feel like, yeah. and it broke out after three days. Yeah, you know, just like it's it goes Jesus, then Laura. <laughs> <laughs> She did have a start. She did have a running start. She was reincarnated reincarnated from the Archangel Angel Michael. So, yeah, yeah, he, he, he did give me a little helping hand there. <laughs> All right. So last we left the adventure, Wendy McDonald, fairy barbarian, and her best friend Cortazar, the Thrycreen Mind Flayer, uh, snuck off the ship on the Thumper. Their uh, Cortazar's like silver beetle ship, and they have left to go kill. Uh, Dracus, the Elder Brain. This is kind of like if you all signed up, like during the American Civil War, to like deliver medical supplies and mail to troops, and then two people were just like, "We're gonna go kill General Lee." Bye, and just like peaced out. It's <laughs> it's not really within your sphere of uh, responsibilities, and it's gonna have consequences mm -hmm. if they just. I mean, it's, he's a bad guy, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not really what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. and, and more more so than that, like you know, they could probably do with some backup. They're going to they're going to fight quite a strong person. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to do in the resume before you head out? This might be your last chance. I don't know what the future holds, but you are going to leave on the Tully to go to where Dracus is, and between there and you know here and there, the, the entire world of possibility awaits. So, you know what? In that case, sure, uh, uh, Max will. Uh, do the transformation sequence in the art runner where basically the wings that Max has been able to kind of project project out and the hover bike encloses up into basically a space uh, vessel. Uh, it, it, I guess terms how it looks like, I guess kind of like a techie Opa Opa, uh, you know, from a uh, shoot uh, fantasy zone. Yeah. From, yeah. For, and he has like a little, little enclosed thing with like little wings around it and such. Um, Oh, this thing's adorable. Opa, Opa, Gangnam style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this little guy. He's got little feet. Yep, yeah. Well, there's not feet on the Ard Runner, but there could be for, like, landing feet, maybe, you know? But, yeah. And then on it, there are, like, a bunch of decals on it already. There's the one for, there's, like, there's the uh, Ardwing decal cross Tully's monster. On the other side, there's a Velvet Fox's decal. There's, like, fox trots and uh, daffodils along it. There's a four myth decal somewhere on the back of it. I'm not sure where all these came from, but there's definitely just a bunch of styling going on on there. And then after that transformation sequence, uh, Max shifts it back into motorbike form so they can uh, uh, hover bike form so they can load it on the tolly to take with just in case. For the audience, Fantasy Zone, a 1986 arcade game by Sega, was has been ported to the Switch. Ooh, I can play it now. This is adorable. You sure, you, sh you sure can. Like, because I was thinking, like, okay, an enclosed thing with like angelic wings sticking out from it. What does it remind me of? Oh, right. Just little. Like, is it open up? It's just a great little guy there. 
And I also like how the quote underneath Opa Opa in the fandom wiki is just, was my victory really worth the price I had to pay? Which just seems very <laughs> grim, given the aesthetics of Fantasy Zone. They've killed millions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, now I gotta sort of drop a picture of like, what does uh, Max's home world look like? It just looks like stage one of Fantasy Zone with like the flowers everywhere and stuff. That's just what they see all, all the time. Uh, but yeah. That's a, that's what I envision happening in all that sequence there. I'm I'm sorry. I need to ask. Is this a person? Because it has it has siblings listed. Uh-huh. <laughs> a, a ship can have a family. I don't know what you're talking about here. Okay. I, I, there's there's a lot going on here. It was the it was the arcade games in the, what the 80s 90s before my time. Things were weird. Yeah, 86. I don't know if any of us were alive. You could get a you could get away with a lot of plot when most of your plot was a manual that was sold in the front of a box. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's the whole that's the whole antics there. I would also to do more unnecessary uh, lavishing. Uh, Max's flight jacket that they have, the right arm of it has now been sort of glamoured to have sort of a collage of all the different flowers that are from Max's. Uh, flower garden in their room that represent all the prior members of Formith, effectively. Uh, I'm not going to list every flower type in there. I could save that for other entries there, but there's like 12 different varietals of flowers at least on there, along the sleeve. Uh, Trizzy's just finishing um, making making those last little additions to her new fancy armor set. Um, Very much is gearing up to be like, Ooh, don't don't have to don't have to hold back now. I can I can do fucking anything. So Trizzy's just Trizzy is giddy as anything working on working on that uh, that armor suit in the back of the ship. Buf- Buford has gotten his emergency Wendy contingency, and it's uh, a butterfly net. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cecilia. Uh, I'm gonna be on the ship. I'm ready to go. I got no time for this. All right. Uh, so I think you you adventures are waiting. You clamber onto the ship, and I think you know the um, the blood kiss beholder Mathers is following after you and says, "Why are you walking, Weirn? Uh, what do you mean? You're a little leggy. Hey, oh, you know it's um. Hmm. How do I explain to a child that I was almost crushed beneath the evil universe spaceship that we're on? Uh, I used to walk normally, and then a lot of things fell on me, and now I walk a little bit differently now, but it's okay. It's like, you know, it'll eventually go away, probably, 12,000 years from now or something like that. Why don't you float? Uh, those days are behind me. Or in front of me. Who's to say? <laughs> Mathers just tried to like lift you up and put you up in the air and then let go of you. Like some like a kid someone trying to teach their kid how to ride a bike, but Mathers doesn't understand that non beholders can't float and he just so keeps trying to like lift you up and put you in the air where he is and you just fall back down. Yeah. Uh, it should be noted that this is uh the injury ramifications for getting knocked unconscious during the last mission. Mm. Uh Saints to see his knee is injured now. Uh, and basically takes a disadvantage to uh, acrobatics checks. Um, 
it, I was hoping for something way more severe, but I was like, I mean, we established I went to a funeral afterwards, so I can't be like, well, there's a a bone spear stuck through my throat now. I can't, I can't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's just a bad knee. Yeah, you're like, I, I, I just decapitated instantly, but that didn't yeah. come up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Let me retcon that in real quick. I can't believe Mathers looked at Cecilia not being able to float and said skill issue. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not the most tactful little guy. Uh, but yeah, you have disadvantage on acrobatics and sleight of hand for your shattered uh, leg and arm. So, <laughs> Cecilia. Yeah, I'm hoping to get one more injury so I can take disadvantage on stealth checks and just be bad at everything a rogue's supposed to be good at. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I love that idea. Uh, just, we'll just have the Ard Rudder accidentally run Cecilia over enough times to make that happen, I guess, you know. Look, just replace your limbs. It's easy and cool. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. Well, that was an option on the table at one point. Um, yeah, you're all getting on the ship. Cecilia, you have that you know rainbow sword that Lisa gave you. You can kind of use as a walking stick. You frankly look even cooler, which doesn't really feel fair, but uh, everyone piles on the Tully and uh, you leave. So you're going to pull off into space. Basically, where you're going is a, a unfinished Dyson sphere which is a theoretical structure built around a sun to absorb its energy, to basically be like a power plant. Uh, but suns are, I mean, stars are so fucking big. They're so astronomic. I mean, astronomic is literally why that word is called that. Uh, astronomically big. Uh, <laughs> that you can't patrol the whole thing. It's just not possible. It's barely possible to patrol like a country's border, let alone the perimeter of a star. So you can approach from uh, any number of angles to get to Dracus. Uh, and we'll need to discuss that as you're in the, you know, on, on the approach. But what are you all talking about? Is there strategy? Is there anything you need to, you know, establish? And any uh, family photos you need to show off before you go into a big fight? So, pre- presumably there are there are notes that uh, that Tracy could be looking through as to how how this went last time. Uh, everyone went there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you DM'd it, so you have all the notes. <laughs> I, I DM'd it. I have the notes. I want Trizzy to be because I think the the important piece of information Trizzy's going to bring up from having looked over notes at it is um, yeah, I I don't know if this is going to be the same case again, but last uh last time the crew was here, there was apparently a a a big big space worm. Um, don't know if there'll be another of those. At the very least, probably shouldn't expect an uncontested approach, I'm guessing. If we need to do some more aggressive maneuvering, I can ta- uh, tag out with uh, Cami and Commandeer if necessary. Um, it's what we did last time when we came across that worm, and I'm feeling a little bit more uh, ship-capable this time around for that matter. How are we intending to do this? Uh, like, approach this place, uh, considering we are somewhat of a hostile party? Are we attempting to do this without being noticed? Because we need to get Wendy on a, without letting anybody know that this is happening. Yeah, I I feel like the stealthier we can approach, and like, you know, at the very, at the very least, if we can stay undetected long enough to find out did Wendy and Cortazar get here? Have they already gotten onto the ship? Does it seem like, you know, can we see any signs of, like, there's an ongoing fight we've got to rush in and help with? Or, like, are they undetected, so we got to be stealthy to follow them? Like, going... If we can disguise ourselves or hide ourselves or get in under the radar anyway, that seems to... It's probably to our benefit. Yeah, best case scenario, we stop them before they get in. 
Um, but we should probably talk about what are we going to do if they're in the middle of fighting Dracus by the time we get there. We can't kill an elder brain or let that happen. That is very antithetical to our mission. Even if they are opposed to what we are trying to do, we are not going to get any more elf that's on our side by killing one of the elder brains. Killing an elder brain, even one, even this one, even Dracus is, a. Uh... Probably not the best play at the moment. Um, so, really, really, I think it's a matter of just trying to get there as fast as we can. I'm suspecting that Wendy and Cortazar might get there before us, just because they, uh, well, they're from there. They probably know the route a little bit better than we do, and we just have, probably have to minimize what's going on there. I should warn you to. There is a chance that Elder Brain might try to throw the ship into the sun. Why would they do that? Uh, they mentally grabbed us when we were trying to leave the last time we were there. If they think we're approaching as a hostile entity, they could very well just do that. Okay, so again, I think our goal is to not let anyone know we're there. So maybe we don't get thrown into the sun that way. That feels like something we could... Maybe talk. Maybe we have to park further away. Is that like a thing? Yeah, this is all really good stuff because I think uh, your your stealthy approach is a obvious role, which is stealth. And parking further away is uh, something you can definitely do once you get closer and you can get a kind of look at the big uh, Dyson sphere. What what if what if instead of well, yeah we park further away and then we use the Tully Monster Claw to throw us physically closer to it? Well, one thing at a time. Let's get stealth rolls. Okay. I rolled a 19. Hell yeah. Uh, 20 for Max. I have disadvantage on this. Let's let's go. Uh, I got a 7. I like the idea that your armor is so heavy that the spaceship's not stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's off balance, so the ship just wobbles a bit too much and rattles. Like, like a... some, someone's like, like some dude at like a like computer monitor on the, the surface, just like, do you hear something? <laughs> clang, clang, clang. That, oh, maybe he hasn't like fully sealed up the radiation leak for, uh, that he had to do to uh, uh, break down the outside of Yaush's ship. So there, there's just a spike of like nuclear radiation coming in, uh, coming off of him. Uh uh, I rolled a 12, but I'm going to use Flash of Genius to add my intelligence modifier and make that an 18. Uh, so we got 18, 19, 20, all above 15. So the group passes. You don't get the uh, above 20, which would be like no complications. You're perfect. But uh, why don't you paint me the picture, person with the highest roll, which is uh, Max, about you passing a patrol of Mind Flayer ships. So out here in space, as you get closer to Dracus, there are just random, uh, you know, squadrons of uh, Nautiloids, the iconic Mind Flayer spaceship, just in the way that, say, like, TIE fighters would be just kind of around in Imperial space, and you don't get spotted. What does that look like? So my thought is that basically Max is up there with Cammy, and the maneuver, effectively, is you accelerate just a little bit leading up to the checkpoint, then skew the ship to make it kind of fly sideways and then turn everything off for a moment so there's no active systems and it just looks like a derelict ship that just is floating by and is vacant on the inside. 
and then we wait until we're outside of ranges, then systems back on, re-recourse, correct, and keep moving afterwards. All right, and there's a tense moment where a Geiger counter <laughs> picks up Beaufort for a minute, and then someone's like, no, nah, it's fine. It's within acceptable levels. Um, that's that's the as high as the Rontgens go on this one. Who cares? Cosmic background radiation. Um, all right, and so you, you continue on. You're getting closer. So the next thing you talked about was parking <laughs> a little bit further away, because if you just fly up to Dracus's window... And we know Dracus can affect things up to like uh, like two miles away psychically. You can just crush your ship like a tin can uh, as you approach. That's not great. But this thing is literally, uh, you know, it's as large as this entire star, <laughs> this this facility. It's not finished. It looks like ribbons kind of um, wrapped around a, a sun, uh, just like, like a couple dozen uh, of metal ribbons. Uh, that's that's kind of the visual as you approach. Uh, how do you want to how do you want to angle this, and what kind of roles are we thinking about? Can we try to get a gauge? Because Wendy would have had to have done something similar to this to almost try to see into Wendy's mind. Like, is there a big like uh, I don't know, like uh, gun factory or something like that? Where like Wendy definitely would have wanted to park there, you know? Yeah. Uh, can I get perception then? Yeah, to look for something that you think. Uh, Sticks out to you as something where Wendy would have gone? Wow, 20 already. 20. 15. Uh, 19. 19. All right, once again, all the rolls uh, above a uh, solid threshold. The group passes. Uh, highest again is max. Uh, so, yeah, you're you're approaching the the Dyson Sphere, and I think what you, what you see looking at it is, like, there's the big uh, kind of nerve center where Dracus is. You know this because of the last mission, which is, like, the labs. So Dracus's whole thing, his specialty is, like, a general in the Civil War, is making, like, hybrid creatures, spies like Wendy and Quarters are, but also the big worm you fought, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and, I mean, Yaush himself. Right, I, I don't remember if we mm -hmm. brought that up recently, but uh, Dracus is the one who put the tadpole in Yaush, so uh, it all comes back here. But just flying there is dangerous, so I think the thing that uh, strikes your uh, eye, Max, that's useful is like there is a transport system. There's like a rail system along the ribbons of the Dyson Sphere, like um, like a tram at an airport mm. is what comes to mind. I think. Or Disney World <laughs> as the monorails. Say, like, yeah, we, 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 we got to get out of the Dyson World tram. Let's come on. Let's go. Yeah, you see like a bunch of them are unfinished. But I think with the 20, uh, you see uh, that you could uh, fly to like a rail hub and then take a tram or a monorail almost along the ribbon to Dracus. And this way, this would draw much less attention. Uh, you would think, mm -hmm. Trizzy, you might need to do some engineering roles, like turn off the sensors so that no one will get, like, an yeah. alert. <laughs> no one will be like, well, tram in motion. Yeah. <laughs> the question I was going to ask is, like, are, are, is there perhaps any kind of magical sensors going on? Because if so, Trizzy was looking at uh, maybe using dispel magic? Yeah, I think what the thing you looking at the Dyson Sphere, you're like, oh, we can hook onto it with the Tully's Claw. And then we can get out and start looking around to get a, a better look. But also, yeah, Trizzy, you're like, oh, I'm going to need to do some engineering here. Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you want from me to to, to engineer this? Um, I think you have proficiency, and you, uh, if any other bonuses you get for to engineering for like your shipwright background or anything like that. Um, do, do, do uh, it's not doing repairs. I get double proficiency on tools. Uh, if it, if that if that sounds like it fits. Yeah, this is your your specialty. 
all Kaz guidance uh, that's, on that's crazy. Tw- Never mind. That's tw- that's a twenty six without guidance. Twenty twenty six to to work on this little shuttle. Wow, this is working perfectly. <laughs> this is a twenty seven. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's I appreciate the guidance. Buford's just at the back being like, yeah, tighten, tighten those screws. I'm t- I just want to say that the, the, the monorails thing just makes us even more like Thumper in the first place. That you have the different lanes you can switch on to, little flashing notes that you have to impulse into to indicate you should stay on there, you know? I didn't even just, think of that, but yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so you use the Tully's Claw to hook on to the Dyson Sphere. Uh, you're going to leave Cammy behind. Everyone's going to climb out and uh, up onto the, the structure. Yeah, that, that sounds like the plan currently. All right. Then the 26 for uh, Trizzy is uh, you getting into the wiring of the system. You open some panels. You uh, you know follow some cables. You start clicking, clacking on some computers. Uh, you can help me add anything here. But basically what you're going to do is turn off the alerts so that no one knows that when you activate the tram because you're going to send it to Dracus and you just don't want him to know you're coming. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think specifically what Trizzy does is like isolates the alarm system so that the bit that sends the like, oh, the alarm's been triggered isn't like get the signal isn't getting anywhere but the bit that re- that receives like the uh everything's fine signal is just in a little bit of a loop with itself just just every, every, both halves of the system think they're doing their job as the party departs i have uh disembarks i have a thing to aid uh trizzy with all this effort too and that is a spell that actually is relevant and that is pass without trace um which i've reflavored as deployment cloak which Puts a veil of shadow and silence around, uh, radiates from Max, masking them and their companions from detection for the next hour or until Max loses concentration. Each creature within 30 feet of Max has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. So any like uh, just regular ways of looking at them and such are going to be harder to pull off there. So. So you've crushed the stealth perception and now tools checks. Everything's going so profoundly well. I'm going to give you something additional here, which is as you're getting uh, the system up and running, it doesn't seem like anyone's been here for a while. Uh, this Once again, this is a installation that is like the size of a solar system. Not everything can be manned, and a lot of it is like currently under construction, so there's not just like people milling about. Um, but you do hear some noise. I'm giving you that kind of as an addition to your perception for all these great roles. Uh, some like some things like kind of coming, and you don't have you're not going to finish uh, the preparations and jump on the tram and get away in time. What do you do as you hear some noises coming towards the the group? So the noise is coming along the tram line itself, or just coming towards us in general? Uh, so yeah, the noises are coming like down a hallway, as if someone else was entering the tram station. Uh, maybe several someones you don't know, but it, it could be any number of things. It could be a janitor. It could be some people who want to use the tram. It could be security. It just sounds like some noise is coming down the hallway, and you have plenty of time to react. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Trizzy's gonna use disguise self with the intention of making herself look like less of a fancy, uh, you know, wearing big armor engineer, and just. Look like she is working on the on the tram in a much more like ah uh, you know how it is I've, I've, I've another fucking day day in doing grubby work uh, so just gonna try and like muddy up her appearance a bit and and uh, lie down on the floor as if like uh, fixing something on the underside of the uh, of the tram. All right, perfect. 
Uh, everyone else is just going to hide, and you're just going to have uh, to continue the work in disguise. Is the plan? I don't. I don't think Buford has the capability to hide. I think he has to just pretend to be like a <laughs> a physical labor robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, these uh, this all sounds deception. We're all everyone. Everyone who's involved is rolling deception. Anyone who wants to, like, you know, just dive behind the desk or something, you can do that. But everyone who wants to be involved in the deception, roll deception. I'm, I'm tossing guidance on myself for this. I'm gonna roll a nine. Ooh, I got. Uh, hold on. Uh, ooh, that's a that's a solid five. I'll put flash of genius on that to make it a ten. Yeah, no, I'm I'm flash I'm flash of genius as well. Uh, that's a that's a nineteen. Ah. All right, so we have an average on deception here. So you're not immediately busted, uh, but you're you are going to have some difficulty here. So what enters the room is a patrol of the beings I've been calling cyber perverts. Uh, these are the mind flayers who have taken a, a mechanical body, uh, which has basically been uh, uploaded with the the recordings of someone being tortured <laughs> that uh, Buford made earlier in the season. So this is like a new wave. Of, uh, of mind flares that they are like uh, they're cyborgs essentially that run on hate and pain <laughs> and there's a bunch of them and they enter this room and start looking around uh, and they're coming towards you Trizzy you just keep working you have the highest roll um, so yeah. they, they are just kind of silently walking around um, uh, yeah as, as they get closer Trizzy's gonna sort of wheel uh, out from underneath and go uh, hey, really, really uh, sorry about this. We got some, we got some major tech issues over here. Uh, I've got the uh, the X9 here working on getting repairs done. We'll get them done as soon as possible, but it's gonna it's gonna take us a while. Um, we've got some really badly misaligned uh, wheels wheels on the uh, on the tracks here. Yeah, and so this this is a uh, mind flare kind of uh, in general shape. It is like a humanoid with like face tentacles and all all the things kind of the the, the silhouette. Is the mind flare, but everything's sharper. Everything's like you know, tipped with uh, steel barbs. Uh, there's a kind of a, a, a oil instead of the slime that mind flayers have that kind of leaks between the joints. Uh, the the <laughs> the cyber pervert, as I'm calling them, uh, reaches out to you a little bit um, and tries to. It's like almost like with one finger, as if to touch your head, and then withdraws before touching you and just says, "Where." Are your thoughts? Where are my thoughts? Is the question? Is it? It is the question. Hmm. Can I intuit at all what they are referring to? Absolutely. Roll insight. Yeah. Um. Insight. Okay. That's that's just a straight roll. Let's let's hope. Twelve. Yeah, with above average, I'll say the, that uh, mind flayers are a eusocial uh, species, you know, hive minds and mm. such. They're all telepathically connected. This guy just tried to connect with your mind and couldn't. Uh, or, you know, like his, his, he doesn't sense your thoughts floating like a mind flayer would. And is just immediately like, what's up with that? Uh, there, I will say there are three of them. Um, is how how many of these uh, creatures are in the room, and they are they are always armed. I was gonna say that they are armed, but like literally, they can't be disarmed because their bodies are like uh, yeah. almost like shape shape shifting weapons. Uh, 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 tr Trizzy Trizzy will respond with, uh, "Hey, uh, yeah, sorry. I'll um, I'll like I'll, I'll I'll reconnect in a minute. I 
I find I find it easier to to, to, to like I, I I know it's not your jam, but I find it easier to work with just just me in my head for a bit. I I, I, I kind of get in a flow. All right, that that uh, mind flayer seems relatively um, satisfied with that answer because you rolled average. I will say that one of them starts sniffing around Buford, who is pretending to be a robot. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, I think I think this has kind of got like SVU being questioned by the detectives vibes. He is picking up uh, <laughs> like boxes and then moving them and then picking up other boxes and moving them. Robo like walking only in straight lines, turning at 90 degree angles, that sort of thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. So you weren't doing a good enough job until you did your flash of insight. What is that? Is that just like you suddenly becoming like way more rigid or is there like some kind of uh, program you run to make yourself more like an NPC? Yeah, I think Buford like just turns on his like autopilot and just kind of stops thinking <laughs> as his as his implants just do the work for him. He, 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 this is like his, like, uh, oh, I've got to do, uh, I've got to, like, r uh, mend the fence at the house. I don't really want to actively think about doing this. So I've created a subroutine in my brain to do it for me. I'm just real. I'll, I'll have to mention this, but I'm, I'm glad I decided for Max to hide as opposed to try to disguise because these are the ones that knocked Max out the last time that they were here. So Max is, uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to note that Max might be perpetually frightened for the of them for a bit, That's so it'd be very reasonable. hard to maintain. Yeah. Hey. The cyber mind flare starts looking you over, Buford, um, and it's just like you know, kind of inspecting your organic bits. What remains the the face and stuff because you don't have tentacles, and it's just like mm, curious <laughs> and starts like poking at you. Um, can you actually roll me a Constitution saving throw? to maintain your cool. That's a botch, and that was my oh. best one, too. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wait, Austin, this is an important question. Is the bullet still out there in space? I'm gonna point to the sky, the good bullet. No, there's, an, there's, there's actually a new constellation, and you just haven't spotted it yet. I do know what it is, though. Oh, damn. Okay. All right, so you- Look at the space next to it. You all did really well. So you got past the patrol. I had a whole dog fight out there in space with you. You got past that. You could have, uh, you know, not found the monorail, not uh, turned off the alarms. You did really well. But we are now rolling initiative because uh, the mind flayer starts digging a claw into your neck. And it's just just to see what would happen. And you kind of wince in pain. And uh, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to cut through all your arteries and just, just for fun. Fuck you. I rolled a 10 for initiative. I think maybe some of the flavor on this is also like Buford can't stand that this is what happened to something he invented uh, and he just actively wants to kill it <laughs> and he's <laughs> swinging probably quicker than he should. Yeah. 16. Uh, Max rolls a 24. Oof. I was uh, I was going to say Austin. It's a good thing I think Max was hiding because if they were trying to like hide in plain sight in front of them, uh, they probably would have had a hard time given, well, how they got bodied by one of them last time they were here and probably has some disadvantages with dealing with these. Max, you were the only one who wasn't trying to do deception. You were in cover. You see a mind flare kind of dig one of its pointed metal claws into the side of Buford's neck and just uh, slowly, sadistically even, start dragging it towards 
the jugular vein, uh, just just being a real asshole about this, <laughs> not not being like halt criminal scum, just being like, oh, are you really a person? Let me just uh, slit some stuff and see what happens. Uh, and you have a, you have a clear shot. It's your turn first up in the order. Yeah. So what Max is going to do is uh, stop concentration on their like deployment cloak. Um, uh, turn on basically Hunter's Mark, which is a uh, uh, which I flavored as auto targeting on that particular mind flayer that is you know hassling Buford there don't worry about the damage rolls yet that's not relevant at the moment and then uh, Max is just going to try to line up and take two shots at it do you want these shots to be with disadvantage Austin because of Max's prior engagement with these or just keep the rolls straight for the time being no I think you just got the marksman feed as well so I think actually this it's now time mm-hmm. for you to do Hawkeye shit all right, so let's see. Your shot number one is an eight. That's not a botch, but it's not a great roll. Second shot, wow, Max just did very poorly. An eight and a ten on the two shots there. Um, uh, but basically, they're drawing attention away from Buford by shooting at the thing and coming out of cover Yeah, with their gun lined up accordingly. That's all they can do, unfortunately, this turn. No damage. Yeah, no big damage. It's still good though. So before you're trying to do your, you know, maintain constitution to not flinch as it's like stabbing you, and then Max pops out and just starts shooting. Uh, everyone immediately drops into combat pose. Trizzy, you're up next. Uh, there, there are two uh, cyber perverts near you. One who is talking to you, who you can immediately kind of isolate and take care of if you would like. Mm, cool. Okay. In that case, uh, Trizzy's gonna start throwing throwing the lightning around because because. Fuck it. These things are made of metal. This will probably go fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so first shot, does 15 hit? It does not. Okay, second shot. Oh, that's a that's a botch. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is... <laughs> the rolls were so good, and then suddenly they're not. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, no. you kept, and you kept commenting on it, so obviously roll training was like, all right, fine, dramatic consequences. Fine. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> um, all right, I so guess I should have a cadence Austin. to what I'm doing. <laughs> all right, so your lightning launcher kind of warms up with a like a warm metal, uh, like a warm lightning whir, and as you go to point it at the uh, the mind flare, it just knocks it down, just like slaps it down, and you shoot yourself in the foot. So roll damage on yourself. Okay, well, what that whole attacks damage on me? Just one, just one uh, yeah. lightning launcher, yeah. Okay. Uh... Okay, seven damage, but that does mean I gotta get the book out. Give me a second. Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> the Thank unstable you for do- backlash. Dealing me a small amount of damage, Austin. All uh, right, yeah. did roll. <laughs> this vile player's in for the worst day of its life, or the best. Yeah. Oh, three. That's a that's a that's a low number. <laughs> oh wow, that's um, one really early in Laura's creative process. Oh yeah, you can find out where I was right at the start of this. Um, <laughs> Trizzy can't stop dancing. DC ten wisdom check to break minus ten stealth plus one performance. <laughs> this is so confusing for this mind flare. <laughs> you just start fucking doing the macarena in front of it. Um, well, it has to be the electric slide. <laughs> oh god damn it! I should have known. Okay, yeah, so that's that's happening. I've I I have a custom feature a custom affliction I gotta deal with on my next turn. Wonderful. Uh oh. so 
so for these uh, cyber mind flayers, uh, they they have kind of like almost extendable limbs. Uh, Laura, you were talking about this before. Is there is there anything you want to add to like the way they attack? Because they have they have like a bunch of cool features that when you design them, they want to do. I I mean, the, I I I like the choice of image you've used for them in the roll twenty. In that one of the things I was sort of picturing when picturing how they their limbs sort of extend uh, seemingly out of nowhere is um. Oh, there was a character in the the anime Bleach that had a sword that extended that just sort of Renji. Uh, was it Renji that had like it sort of segmented <laughs> out and that was sort segmented. of segmented? Yeah. There's also Ivy from Soul Calibur. There's there's a yep. couple in this there's cruel a few. plane. But that's sort of the way that I think about like um the fact that like some of their limbs can seem to get a bit longer than like the material they seem to have for them is that there is some sort of disconnecting of segments to sort of ligament out to have something to sort of whip around uh, attack wise. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because it's kind of the combination of a you know a squid's tentacles and the exactly yeah, the, the ivy's sword <laughs> situation. Yeah. So when it smacks your uh, you know your lightning launcher down, it just had way more reach than you thought. And uh, now you're dancing, and it's uh, Buford Gubbins' turn. So they're like a kind of like a murderous stretch Armstrong, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna Wait, start... stretch. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> oh, great! There it Love is. It. <laughs> there there it is. is. I throw Trizzy into the sun. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking swing at the guy in front of me that's trying to slit my throat. Mm hmm. Uh, fourteen and twenty-nine. Twenty-nine hits. The first hit from Buf. Oh from my god! And I botched all the damage for it. Minimal damage. Oh, no. uh, nine damage. Yeah, that was that was a pretty uh, startled push away, more than like a, a fierce attack. All right, I have no idea what these things are, but you well, didn't read the me the you. mission briefing. <laughs> uh, no, apparently not. Uh, but one of them is attacking my good boy Buford, so I'm gonna go up behind that one, and I'm gonna try to attack it from behind. All right. Uh, that's going to be an 18. Hell yeah, sneak attack damage. 32. <laughs> Jesus. Actually. All right, sick. Yeah, you just stab it through the back, uh, you know, probably ripping out some, you know, organs and stuff on the end of your blade as you do so, your your rainbow blade. Um, and I would like to note, as I go over to do this, I'm going to be whispering to Mathers be like, normally, uh, when we first run into conflict, we try to de-escalate it. We're actually not trying to like start things immediately, but they have hands on my boy, and you got to protect your boys. So uh -huh. I'm just gonna kind of shrug and stab this dude in the back. Mathers has a little notepad and one and one tentacle, a little pencil. Protect the boys. Protect uh -huh. the boys. Okay. <laughs> I like how the, the pencil has "protect the boys" written on it as a reminder too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that your sword rips through the stomach of this creature probably would kill it if it wasn't a cybernetically enhanced uh, machine pervert. designed only for <laughs> for sadosexual for being thrills. A pervert. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are they are they are, they are sado perverts. That's what. They yeah, it just groans like orgasmically. Yes, <laughs> I I blame this fully on Pavrov not doing extensive lab research on this. He he pushed out medical devices real quick into into the public all right everybody dexterity throw as they all begin thrashing uh their you know chain arms at you they're kind of the bladed uh razor claws on their extendable uh, stretch harmstrong thank you laura uh to everyone 
Look, I th- I throw out a lot of puns and a lot of them are bad, but occasionally I, you know, lore of large numbers, I get there eventually. Uh, this plus four, uh, nine. Uh, Twelve. Uh, six. Can I, can I fix anything there? No. <laughs> Everyone fails. All of you get slashed up. My word, uh, by the extreme uh, range of this, t- only twelve. Could have been worse. Um, as you all start getting slashed by them, they can attack as seemingly in 360 degrees at up to like 20 feet. Uh, and that's it's pretty bad. And also you see uh, where your sword plunged into that mind flare. Uh, the hole begins to close up with like wire and goo. Uh, it's not like fully no damage. It's just these things can heal every round, it appears. Um, I should note, by the way, I only take half damage as I am very evasive. Nice. Yeah, so you do a quick quick flip over the blade. I, I know I'm not the DM anymore, but I apologize mm. to you all that I gave Austin access to cyber perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really didn't help your cause. Um, yeah, the, the one uh, that you, uh, you stabbed, Cecilia, turns and looks at you and licks your blood off the blades on his fingers and just says, delicious. I would not lick that one, that kind of blood in particular. That seems like a bad one to lick. Uh, <laughs> quick question. Was this considered a attack? No, this was like an area of effect uh, a thing. Saving throw. Okay. I yeah. took damage. Sorry, I took damage. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time. I forgot oh, you were look, I've got the thing that lets me opt out of what I'm being afflicted by if I take damage, and I would rather not be dancing anymore. Mm. Uh, 46. Yeah, Trizzy's hips are not lying back there, but they could if she chose. <laughs> um, okay, so 46 is one that, like, Depending on when in the season it came up, it might not have meant anything, but I feel I'm, like I know exactly what it means. Your ex is calling, <laughs> is what I've got here, and I feel like in context this is um, Trizzy's phone is ringing and it's just Emma. Emma's trying to call and is yeah. adamantly trying to call right now. Yeah, what the fuck? That's so weirdly specific. What would that have meant to Wendy? She's never dated. Look. look. I d- look. I don't know what it what it what it was gonna mean. I put it down here, and I was gonna work it out when it came up. It, it would have to mean Rommel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I was will I was willing to have flexibility of someone from your life that you you know you try to cut out, but yeah, I I'm my phone is now just distractingly buzzing with uh, Emma trying to call. <laughs> or or is it really sad and it's Gronk now? <gasps> oh shit! Is it Gronk? Is it Gronk trying to call? Austin, Austin, who do you think's trying to call? Okay, so I have a couple of different things simultaneously. One here is I think the wild magic bursts off you. It like runs through your communicator and just like initiates a call to Emma, right? And then puts it on yeah. speaker to everyone. Everyone's like tricorders light up and you all just hear Emma like, hello? Hello, and it's just like a really distracting. You try to turn it off. You're just slamming oh, the red oh, wait, button. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to call you. I got hit by. I got hit by magic, and the magic made me go. I hope you and Dalla Trizzy are doing well. Anyway, um, in the background, <laughs> I can picture one of the cyber perfs like hurt me more. Ugh. Yeah, this is just like. Yeah, this is some Metal Gear just, Solid stuff. Um, uh, the awkwardness <laughs> of this conversation is getting me so erect. <laughs> oh, no. I swear, this isn't, oh. I swear I'm not calling you from a sex place, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These are great. They're Gray Fox illithids is what they are. They're just like, hurt me more, Snake. 
Um, <laughs> it took you that long to make. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, on the line, everyone is hearing uh, Emma being like, "Why? Why won't this hang up? What are you doing, Trizzy? I'm in the middle of something. What's going?" And then it's I'm just also like this, in the middle of something. I'm sorry. <laughs> this cacophonous uh, crosstalk. Uh, but at the same time, now you reminded me. I think uh, Gronk, who is now a, a living uh, creature, but is still, I believe, a kind of hard light construct. Like you carry him around in a chip, he can just think for himself now, right? Yeah, I, I think that is currently the situation. So he like bursts out of the projector and just is like, his first instinct is like, I'll protect you, my love. Wait, what? What's going on? Oh my God. Ew, 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 ew. They're covered in blood. Oh God, they're so gross. And just like um, yeah, the um, old look, instincts. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about the blood. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're having, we're having a rough time here. Uh, you're welcome to hang out, hang out at the back and I'll, I'll, I'll like, get you some wipes afterwards. I'm sorry. We'll finish the fight. <laughs> oh no, put me back in. Put me back in. I don't want this. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, uh I don't Do I know thaumaturgy or something to clean you up? Okay. I'll get you back in here. Sorry about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so all of this is going on at once. We're going to move back to Max. It's your turn. Uh, well, uh, because Max took damage uh, and they did not roll well in their constitution save, they've lost concentration on Hunter's Mark, which is fine. Uh, they have other tools for that. Um, they are going to attempt to do another two shots on um, the uh, on the Mind Flayer that's not engaged, that's not in a in melee with both Buford and uh, St. Cecilia, just because uh, th that has two people on it, so Max is going to try to deal with the other one that's more probably close to the Trizzy. So we'll do two shots. Shot number one. That's a 21. Hits. All right. Um, I will activate Favored Foe in this case here to add bonus damage on top of that. So the damage for that shot there is going to be 23 plus. That's 24 damage on the first shot. Then a second shot will be uh, deployed. Uh, 14, which will miss. So Max pulls two shots and does... 24 damage on that one mind flare uh and then as a bonus action i will have max hmm trying to think what i have it that's useful here um i got a couple things i could do for later on but i'm just going to let me double check something real quick here uh, uh, uh. okay um for the time being that's just uh they will uh just move around to kind of maintain distance and such for the rest of their turn. So that's all they're going to do. They get to do the two shots, one hit, one misses, and move around after doing 24 damage. All right, 24 damage. You rip off a shot. It hits uh, this Mind Flayer in the face and like seemingly, seemingly crumples like half of its head, once again in a way that would seemingly be fatal for most creatures, but it just kind of turns its neck 180 degrees to look at you and uh, starts like coming towards you. Uh, there's now three fights, Max versus this one, Trizzy versus yours, and then Beaufort and Cecilia are teaming up on a third. Trizzy, it's back to you. What's up? Okay, um, do we know from previous fights how these things respond to, uh, heat? You- I asked you this and you said that they're- it's just, like, normal yeah. heat metal. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty- I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I made it canon that heat isn't particularly effective, but I- I had to check. I had to check. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great to get owned by yourself, though. Oh no, right. the consequences of my actions. Oh no, I created a, a fearsome enemy and now I have to deal with fighting it. Cool, I'm gonna try and hit them with lightning again. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, does... 
Uh, 14 isn't going to hit, but uh, is uh, what can I add? Can I have Flash of Genius to this, or is it only for... No, it's skill checks, isn't it? Nope, just skill checks. Uh, but, yeah. And saves, I think. Do... Yeah, sorry. Um, one sec. Okay, let's let's try again. Fuck it, let's try one more, one more, one more try and hit. Let's fuck it. Can't can't hit today. Can't hit today. That's a twelve, so you miss again. Uh, Trizzy, this one is just uh advancing on you using the whips to you know ground your lightning like, into the floor and stuff. I think. Okay, next turn I'm gonna actually use some fucking spell slots. Uh, all right, uh, Buford. I, I really like like this. Uh, so I'm sorry, Laura. It's just kind of funny because this is no. happening to Tracy because it's like, ah, yeah, I've I've been this homebody back on the ship, but I've got this cool new mech armor now. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't prepared for active combat situations. Nobody was ready for cyber perverts. I wasn't ready yeah. for cyber perverts. You, you, mm-hmm. Buford, you, you, you're fine. You've seen cyber perverts. You made cyber you perverts. Made, you made cyber perverts. Yeah. Hey, hey, I made open source AI technology that's different. You made open open source perverts, okay? It's just like... <laughs> Um, it, uh, like, like, <laughs> like, like, download it. Go, go go up to GitHub and just download it for your pervert.exe. I pervert.exe. No, no one else reacted to that sketch, but I'm very angry you made that pun. No, they're <laughs> they're flying thick and fast. I enjoyed it. Uh, everyone, actually, at the end of Trizzy's turn, intelligence saving throw as uh, something happens here with a legendary action for all three of these enemies. Wow. I'm gonna put Flash of Genius on that. Uh, 17. Yeah, unfortunately, you have, like, a ship full of nerds, so intelligence are actually pretty good for us. Yeah. Uh, These three creatures send out a psychic pulse. All of their, uh, like, tentacles and tendrils kind of rise up as if, like, levitated by magnetism. And they try to, uh, basically, between the three of them, uh, you know, trap you in, like, almost like a Triforce beam of psychic energy. Uh, this does uh, nothing uh, to any of you. <laughs> that was... Yeah. That was going to be... Sucks some, to mm-hmm. suck, nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was going to be some serious damage. <laughs> Even back to their plus one save. Everyone else had a plus ten or higher on that save. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah they try to overwhelm your thoughts with their collective machine intelligence. I think if they had succeeded, it would be like they just uh, beam uh, images of just like gore and torture and violence into your minds and like overwhelm you with it, uh, like clicking on the replies on a tr- uh, twi- on Twitter or something. Uh, but yep, be for your turn. Yeah, I think Buford tanks through like, yeah, I did this to that guy. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, 22 and 22. Both hit. Uh, 11, 16, that is 27. Ooh, all right, so you start uh, smashing this person. Uh, they have a little bit of health. They're really, really looking fucked up. Uh, so I'm actually going to pass it to Cecilia because uh, we're getting close to painting the picture here. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to try to stab this bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, 31 to Holy hit? Holy shit, yes. <laughs> my fucking really, word. Really close to a crit, but not a crit, sadly. Oh, my God. Just God, sad you don't want to see. You don't want to see a crit. It gets nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just thirty-four damage. All right, Cecilia and Buford working together. How do you kill the first cyber pervert? Uh, I think it's got to be Buford. Uh, just puts his fingers like at the cre- like the top of this uh, cyber pervert's head, 
and crunches in and just splits the head open like an overripe melon to expose the tadpole, and then Cecilia can get the killing blow. Uh, yeah, if that's how they work, I was going to stab it up its spine, give it nothing but pl- pain and pleasure until it just dies. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know if we actually know if the, if the tadpole is still a separate thing in the cyber body, because like in a normal mind flare, they aren't anymore. They kind of meld into the brain. The, the the way I was picturing these when when describing them previously was that it it's not necessarily the same process, but it's a very analogous one in that the tadpole fuses into whatever the the sort of brain equivalent is up in the top of it, uh, somewhat dissolves into it. It it it's not separatable. Uh, again, it's you can't take like a tadpole as you knew it before out of the goop. All right, so Beaufort uh, exposes the goop, and Cecilia impales the goop. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what it is? It's when a male anglerfish like just fuses and becomes a little <laughs> lump on the side of the the female anglerfish. It's it's that. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kinkiest animal. <laughs> uh, I I would like to wipe my blade off with blood and say I don't I don't really want that sticking around. Uh, Beaufort hurls it into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the middle of a train station. You're not, exposed, the sun. you're not exposed to the hard vacuum. Hold um, on, while you're out looking at the sun, can you see if there's any funny little constellations going on up there with perhaps uh, provide us weirdly mechanical benefits? Can, can I make a perception <laughs> most check? Most of them are bad. <laughs> Just know most of them are bad. Not yet. Uh, Mathers pulls on your sleeve, Cecilia, and says, I dwink, I dwink. No, we don't drink this one. These are perverts. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink the pervert blood, Mathers, okay? Yeah. You don't That's, know where it's hold been. Hold on. I take, let me see your notepad, and I'm going to see, like, protect the boys, and then I'm going to wrote, don't drink the perverts. That's number one. That is number one on your list to remember. All right. Uh, so one cyber pervert down. Trizzy and Max, you are both 1v1-ing your own Mind Flayers, and they're going to attack you. Trizzy, 20, and Max, that's a botch. So, uh, Trizzy, does that hit? Uh, what, what was that, sorry? 20. Uh, 20 does hit me. Uh, so, Trizzy, you take 17 damage as the Mind Flayer latches onto you. Uh, like, blades come out not only out of the claws, but, like, on its body, as if it's, like, almost like a cactus or some kind of uh, Iron Maiden as it tries to, like, latch onto your whole front side. Uh, strength saving throw to not become grappled as it starts, like, wrapping you up in barbed wire, essentially. Uh, will a 14 do... It will not do, no. Uh, can I flash of... Is this a... Uh, this is a saving throw. Yes. Okay, flash of genius, it's a 20. Okay, uh, so flash of genius is... Uh, you have a number of those equal to your intelligence modifier, so both uh, of you... Yeah, so I have six of them, and I've already used three this episode, but they're, <laughs> they're a new thing, and I have access to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be saving the rest of these, because there's an elder brain coming up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more economical soon, but I I have a new thing and I wanna I wanna use it. <laughs> yep. All right. So Max, uh, the the my player near you tries to do the same thing, but botches, and so you can just shoot it. That's a free thing I'll give yep. you now. You can just shoot it point blank as it tries to envelop you. Uh, twenty hits, perfect. And that will be a total of twenty two plus d six. Uh, go ahead and roll the bonus damage there. Yeah, so Max shoots it for 26 damage as it goes in. 
I will say, uh, as you're rolling wild magic, uh, Trizzy, uh, Emma's still on the line, and all of you are still here, and you're like, I'm having a great time with my new girlfriend. I don't need you anymore. We don't think about you at all. <laughs> oh, God. All the happening. Okay. The? Okay. Um, <laughs> I rolled a 96. All right. Um, the, 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 the game is insistent I have big high or big low right now. Um... Uh right. What what do I what do I have? Uh, it says you get married. <laughs> no. Um. Aww. Okay, you can tell that by the time I got to ninety six, I was having some. I was I was having ideas. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna read it as it's written here. The bean had really kicked in by ninety six. <laughs> you gain a new skill. Not a game stat, but a new ability of some kind, big or small. A new thing you can do. <laughs> Trizzy, Laura, you didn't have to do a hundred. You could have done less. No, I know we didn't have to do a hundred, but occasionally I write down, you, you gain a new skill. Apparently not a game stat, just a new thing. A new I, thing. I, I can do something new. I don't know what it is. I mean, based on context, it feels like the skill you get is escape artistry. Like, you know, Houdini. Um, because yeah. Yeah, I'm getting real, real wriggly. <laughs> this thing is trying to basically take you into an Iron Maiden and embrace and impale your entire body, and you suddenly just like somehow get out of it. What does that look like? And I guess it's the wild magic effect, but yeah, you, you yeah, get out. Uh, maybe maybe the way that this this uh, manifests is that like um, uh, a bunch of little like little openings start pop appearing on the armor and secreting just a, a little bit of oil, but it's enough to. Uh, <laughs> To make that armor slick enough to just oh, try to grapple you and out you, you pop. Your, uh, your ability is to get real sweaty. <laughs> kind of. Uh, but now m maybe the way this plays out is I now have adv uh, advantage on resisting grapples. You can't stop, Trizzy. She's lubed up. Yeah, I'm all oily. Uh, Austin, can the constellation just be the slot so we can all be rolling wild magic? Uh, it is now Max's turn. Yeah, so Max has this one has this one uh, pervert up in their face. Uh, Max has already shot them in the face and neck. Uh, pretty sure that the second time it whiffed, Ma it was just leaning forward. Max just like put the gun up under its chin, pulled the trigger, and still moving. So Max is gonna just do two shots to start off the round. Uh, that's a twenty and a fifteen for the two shots. Twenty hits. All right, that will be an additional twenty-one. Uh, plus four, so that'll be 25 damage. Pay me a picture. Uh, so basically, uh, Max is sort of, you know, it, they are, it, a trained eye looking at Max will notice that they're still, like, shaking quite a bit. The way that their ears and tail kind of twitch indicates, like, feeling more like a cornered uh, prey than anything else. Uh, but... The th that posture shifts when the uh, when the flare dives goes in after them, um, and they pull off the first shot underneath the chin and then settle back and line up the second shot to take uh, to shoot it in the head, basically decapitating the thing, and l the body falls down before Max leaving just one mind flare in the room, and they seem a lot more stable and calm as the, the uh, Flare in front of them is taken out. All right, Trizzy, it's your turn. I'm going to offer you a choice here. You can take your turn off to clean up Gronk and put him away, or you can continue fighting and leave Gronk panicking in the middle of the room in front of all this violence. 
Oh, I thought I'd put him away, away from all the violence already. Oh no. Yeah, no, I, I 100% sp look, I had a plan for how I was going to like burn a big level spell slot to like fight this cyber pervert, but I 100% <laughs> take my turn to go look after Gronk. Okay. Yeah. So before you were like, oh, I, you said like out loud, I will put you away, but I, I wanted to make it like a mechanically meaningful choice. Yeah. Here where... No, I, un I understand that. I'm, I'm giving up my turn to go, go make sure Gronk's okay. <laughs> All right, so you you slip out of the grasp, become all oily, and then you come over and you have a you know a, a special rag and you dab off the goblin um, and put him back in his thing, and he like looks at you appreciatively and says, "Thank you, my my Trizzy." <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Trizzy without the my works works just 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 great. I'm I'm sorry this was a traumatic first journey. I hope I hope you're doing all right. You are mad slippery. Congratulations. I, thank you. My life, my life happens at me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Beaufort, you see uh, the last remaining mind flare is, uh, you know, coming after Trizzy, who has kind of du ducked out to the side to take care of something. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to fucking rush it and attempt to send it on a magical anime journey after it dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 19 and 23. Both hit. Uh, oh, oh my god, 42 damage. Holy Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, Trizzy, how much damage have you done to it? I, th my, I think I lost track. Um, I'm pretty you sure it's zero. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure so. I missed every attempt at attacking it. I was like, I don't have anything written down here. I must have fucked yeah. up. No, no, Austin, you didn't fuck up. I missed four consecutive damage rolls, and then when it would have been my turn to use a cool spell slot and do damage, I had to go spend my turn doing something else. All right, perfect. Uh, so, Buford, you just do a running Superman punch into this pervert. Uh, just smash up like its arm as it was reaching for Trizzy, and we're at Cecilia. Uh, 23 to hit. CC and Buford are just a great team. They just, just wreck shit. <laughs> she, she's my uh, combat replacement goldfish for Wendy. Uh, 35 damage. Sweet, merciful Christ. All right, you two kill the final cyber pervert. Pay me this picture. They're finishing the fight. Do, can we wishbone it? Yeah, I was going to say, we got to do something. Like, we both see that like Trizzy's in trouble. We both like do like a big team attack and, and rip it apart. Yeah, Buf Buford grabs one arm and one leg. You and Mathers grab the other two. We just pull until it comes in half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. And then we toss the various chunks into space. <laughs> <laughs> you open a hatch so you can throw them into the sun. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're dead. They're gone now. Um, and their loved ones won't mourn them. Don't worry. They weren't important. So in the grand scheme of things, that won't matter for the assassination attempt. Oh my god. As you pull their bodies apart, the last one says, Who's the real pervert? I'm sorry, Discord wouldn't allow us to hear you, so we didn't hear shit, buddy. <laughs> you! You are the real pervert! <laughs> uh, oh, oh, damn. I didn't think you were like that. <laughs> Actually, oh. I am a little freak. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of enjoying this right now. Uh, uh, as the fight's ending, Triss is going to look around to the rest of the party and go, I uh, before you say anything, I did get I did get the the, the security systems uh, uh, disabled on on the thing that's gonna get us sneakily into the base. So thank you, and I hope I get a pass. Hey, hey Trizzy, can you can you hang up your phone, your communicator? 
You're, you're, it's it's all oh, no, of no, us. No, 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 don't worry, it. don't worry, don't worry. The, the the phone call, the mad, the phone call did end right around. Oh, what what happened? What started happening? Uh, right around, right around when I got all oily. Right around when I got all oily, the phone hung up. Yeah, everyone's saying like, Trizzy, you're so you're so slippery. Your body, <laughs> we can't get a oh. handle on you. And that's when the phone goes out. Yeah. Yeah, B- Buford shakes his head sadly at the phone call and goes, oh, "I should have asked out Emma when I had the chance." Someone, someone should have, someone should have told me Emma was into me. Well, there was a chance, but no, apparently, I really that's still just on you. <laughs> Max is going to just say, "Okay, uh, does anyone need to be patched up a little bit? Uh, here, let me get this out." And uh, they will deploy uh, basically healing spirit, which I've renamed as Heal Drone, and so. That can do just a whole bunch of healing on the party for the next minute like while we regroup. I would like healing. I will right. say, as uh, Max, you start setting up a healing drone, uh, you know, the other members of the party are throwing the, the dissected mind flayer bodies into the sun, um, and you catch a glimpse on the horizon of the uh, constellation. Uh-oh. What constellation? It is the constellation of the Otyug. Do you know what an Otyug is? It's it's the sewage trash monster. It is the sewage trash Dance monster. Dance like my spirit monster. <laughs> the New Jersey state animal. Uh, the, uh-huh. the Otyug is like a big toothy beast, uh, just a, a rotund creature that sits at the bottom of the pits and eats trash. Uh, they're used in many dungeons uh, as to explain where all the waste material goes. But the idea is during the constellation of the Atyug, uh, all all material is used for every single purpose. Like nothing goes to waste. Uh, and so healing uh, dice, uh, when you roll hit dice, uh, will heal double than they usually oh. do. Ooh. Yeah, get me some of that healing magic. So that applies to hit dice or this too? Uh, this is... Uh, Actually, I was it was hit dice, but now that I've said this out loud, this is might be the final arc. Let's just let everyone both ball out. They, I'm not holding back. Every all healing is doubled, and I'm, c- I'm coming for your butts. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Can I look into space, Austin, and whimsically think of the troll? <laughs> of course. Like I'm like I miss them. <laughs> Quinn, you're the cyber pervert. You want the negative constellations. <laughs> yeah, I do. They're the fun ones. Life's interesting. As soon as I revealed this mechanic, the first thing the Discord said was like, I hope they're not all negative. That would be mean. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like, I wish more of them were negative. I intentionally made one of them that was good negative. I I just like that the one that like literally wallows in shit and garbage is is the best boy at the end of the day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't let anything it's go just, to waste. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's just it's the least wasteful, you know. Um, so yeah, while Max is doing that, they're they're giving themselves some temporary hit points, and then um, let's see here, they'll they'll patch themselves up using. Uh, actually, you know what? No, they they haven't taken enough damage to justify that. So that's what Max is doing. They're just gaining some temporary hit points and applying some. They have a little drone that's sort of like. Uh, the best way to describe it, I guess, is almost like a daffodil with some like wings hovering around uh, Trizzy doing healing, and then it just disappears after doing its job. Yeah, I thought I blew up all of them last time, but I guess they had more, or they just they just got more bodies and downloaded a copy. That's great, wonderful. The exact thing I was worried about happened. Uh, all right, 
We gotta find Wendy and Cortazar. Wendy, if I know her, is probably in the vents. <laughs> and frankly, Cortazar is probably ineffectually attacking something right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cortazar is probably engaging in stealth by attempting to attack people and missing so much that you don't even notice that they're there. It's a really clever ploy, to be honest. You know what, actually? There's a chance Wendy is trying to bluff Dracus into thinking that she, the both of them came back willingly. Oh, that's certainly the case, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Dracus really did seem convinced that that would happen. So it's not an unbelievable sell. I see you read the mission briefing. I did read the mission briefing. Well, we should get rid of these bodies and we need to get going because Wendy is so fast, so we need to move fast to catch her. Yep, uh, Tr Trizzy finishes hooking everything up. Uh, the the monorail is good to go. It's like a long train ride to the other section where Dracus is, uh, but uh, it seems like everything's taken care of. The bodies are flying into the sun. Yeah, I guess we're just going to keep sneaking along and... We should probably try to find Cortazar's trail more than anything else, because I think Wendy's going to be hiding it better, if they're even trying to hide. This Cortazar sounds like a right pozo. <laughs> he, he's like their defense specialist, but he insists on attacking. Sounds very clumsy. Awkward, Lundagainly. I like him. Look, I imagine he was probably really cool before the universe decided to just, like, make every single attempt he made at doing something just statistically go way worse than, like, averages would suggest. Uh, yep, you get on. Uh, Trizzy, I assume you go to, like, the, the control panel, probably in the front, and uh, get it started. It's a pretty long distance. I feel like I'm a broken record, but I just want to once again say the circumference of the sun <laughs> is quite a thing. Uh, so you're, you're going to be going across this, like, uh, strange ribbon of space metal uh, toward a kind of node where the labs are. So it's going to be a bit here. Is there anything else you want to prepare or uh, talk about or... Get ready for. I think Trizzy's trying to help by like working out if she can remove any any limiters on speed to like get us here a little quicker than uh, standard standard worker transport would be doing. So she's she's just busy trying to trying to speed this up as best possible. Oh, that's interesting. Can I get sleight of hand? Yeah, to like reach into yeah. a some a gearbox and like pull out the limiter without getting your hand broke. Uh, twenty three. <laughs> Yeah, you're the best at this. This yeah, is crazy. Co combat, fuck no. But uh, the second we're out of combat, just he's like, oh yeah, I'm in my element. Yeah, so there's like this uh, intricate series of interlocking gears uh, in this compartment, and it's like there's like you know uh, steam and smoke and grease and just like hellfire somehow in the back, and you just like look at this for you just you know concentrate and then just dart your hand in and out, and you just have some kind of gizmo, and everyone looks at you, and you're like faster. <laughs> yep. Max will Max will just sit like Max will just push whatever makes the thing go faster and quote unquote pilot this thing along the rail. Uh Buford, I think, is actually gonna be uh playing with Mathers. Like maybe he's brought like a couple of child's toys from the um uh the Rezubian daycare center. Uh Buford likes kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you brought the uh the dentist office put to push the beads along the uh <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the wires. He, he's brought this a Game Boy thing. Advance SP. 
Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the cool parent. This is the best car trip ever. I was gonna say, I think blood kiss child toys would be like teddy bears filled with blood, right? There'd be, <laughs> there'd be like a compartment inside that has like different flavored bloods. Oh, it's like um, like those easy bake ovens, but it's like a slushy maker, but it, it just different kinds of bloods. <laughs> um, as you're all going on this train, I think uh, Trizzy, you get a message. Uh, you run your you know communicator, and you can look look at it, and you see it's from Ophelia of all people. Okay, what's it? What what's the message say? Um, I think I think it's like a forward. If anything, I was gonna say maybe mm. she calls you, but she knows you're on a mission. But she just like forwards uh, a thing to you, and it's like relevant question mark, and you open it up, and it's a communication from uh from Sukiyama Prison Facility, uh, from Cascorn, the dwarf, who mm. actually made the cyber perverts uh was like instrumental in um the the, the mechanical yeah. body it's not the tortured the, software yeah. the the uh, the, uh, the physical half as opposed to the software yeah um but yeah she has sent a message to the Rizubian thanking them for their, for their help and uh Ophelia is like passing this along to you like I don't know what she's talking about oh fuck uh, Wendy isn't here <laughs> uh so I don't know what you want to th- think or do about that maybe uh Roll history. Yeah, let's let's get some history going. Oh god damn uh, it! I was just looking for Trizzy. Just she's only reading the message. Yeah. yeah. Uh, twenty-eight. Holy Christ on a cracker! Yeah, you know exactly a hundred percent, hundred percent immediately what's happening, which is that uh, Cascord is thanking uh, you all for your part in killing the mind flayers who killed her family. That was her motivation for sabotaging the peace talks with the defective robo-bodies. And you're like, we didn't kill any mind flayers. The Rezubian's a peaceful mission. Uh, but you pretty much immediately uh, remember, you know, Wendy sneaking away to the prison and going talking with Cascorn. And then the last home arc was uh, the Rezubian cleaning up after a big space battle. And with the 28, you just like put it together. Like, oh, Wendy uh, has been like undermining the Rezubian's peace mission by like sneaking intel uh feeding it to the rebels <laughs> she's like she is killing people all over without permission from the captain including try- trying to help Cascor and someone who tried to kill her okay um okay yeah so so team um yeah Wendy's definitely here to do to do murders uh, no matter how that's going to reflect on the Rezubian that's just that's just how it is. It seems. Yeah. Do you let the rest of them know that that battle you cleaned up uh, in the in the homework was uh, basically Wendy's fault or like Wendy's design? She she's the one who she went to the prison during downtime and said, "Hey, Cascorn, who are the people who killed your family?" And then <laughs> passed that information along. I I don't think Trizzy passes on all of this information. I think Trizzy passes on enough to go. Wendy has been like doing some unsanctioned stuff, um, but is gonna stop short of of the full specifics because I think she's worried that uh, the rest of the party will hear this and go, "Oh, Wendy's been causing problems for all of us. Fucking bail, uh, leave her. We don't need to go save her." Like Trizzy is trying to stop shy of quite admitting to what Wendy's been up to. Tensei is gonna sigh. Put her head in her hands. Did nobody want to do a peace mission? 
<laughs> Says the people who d- did murders in the evil dimension. It was the evil dimension! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Buford's just uh, gonna sort of shrug. He can't, like, get upset that Wendy is doing something outside of the peace mission, considering his history. Yeah, I think I think I think Trizzy's gonna turn around and try and pitch this as like, look, I get this isn't this isn't great, but I'm also okay. No, I was about to say this, um, Max. I think you might be the only exception to this, maybe. Um, but I don't think any of us here have like have the right to get on our high horse at Wendy about like you know doing stuff that uh, we didn't have permission from the captain to do that was not necessarily in keeping with us being a peacekeeping force that was maybe kind of counter to that, uh, you know, because we thought it was for the greater good. I feel like all of us have done some shady stuff. Again, Max, I f- other than making a silly decision to get a to get a weird soul-sucking cube, I don't think you've done anything, like, against protocol. You've been good. You can You can be high and mighty if you like. <laughs> And Max did that before they joined the Resubian. So, like, you know, it was just like, yeah. so while they're the Resubian, I think the only thing the only thing they did was they killed that one Bozog in the opening episode. And every other opportunity, I think they either intentionally knocked someone unconscious or failed to kill someone before someone else did the job for them. Uh, they so- did swing at Bryant first, which then I think precipitated Bryant's death. I uh, listen. I I mean, I mean, I mean explicit about what I mean here in terms of what Max did here. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I look. We, I I know that that it's not not great to find out that Wendy's been uh going behind all of our backs while we're on a go rescue Wendy mission. But also, we've all. Every one of us, myself included, have done stuff that we probably shouldn't have done, but. You know that's how that's how it is out in in we can't go home space. Yeah, quite frankly, if this uh, wasn't part of this peace mission, I would have done exactly what Wendy did. Yeah, there's I there's stuff there's stuff I've done along along the mission here where you'd probably if you were on a rescue mission find me and then you found out you'd be like, mm, are we sure? Like none of us are perfect. Let's go get let's go save Wendy. Saint Cecilia, I'm not gonna say this out loud. Uh, clearly based on the conversation, Saint Cecilia is mentally preparing herself to have to kill Wendy if the time comes. Ominous. Perfect. That's 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 like a new option on the table in her mind. It's like we might have to kill her to like to disavow all like acknowledgement of her part to Resubian for all everything she's done. Buford's actually gonna lay his his cards on the table here and go. All right. Here's here's what the current situation is. We have Wendy uh, attempting to assassinate her own effective father here. Um, potentially could completely fuck up this entire uh, peace operation. I'm already in the black in this scenario. If it does happen, just pin it on me. I'm already dead after all this goes down. Um... Well, I made the weapon. Well, look, if we're if we're throwing around people who are willing to, you know, who are going to throw ourselves on the grenade, um, yeah, this hasn't come up with the captain yet, but um, you know, it's great that I've made a ship, I've made changes to the ship that can probably get us home. Um, 
it's probably going to surface at some point that uh, the Razubian was a couple of missiles short, which it probably could have used a couple of missiles, and that that is my fault. So, um, you know, team, team, I'm going down. Uh, you know, if if I gotta go down, I'll go down with whatever else I gotta go down with. Well, and in my case, you know, despite trying to do what I can, I inadvertently gave Yaush an inside look at everything the Razubian was doing for the entire time I was on mission, so like I said, we can course correct as well as we can. No one needs to throw themselves on any swords. Let's just get to Wendy, try to get Wendy back, and resolve this under the radar. Now, yeah, that makes sense, but I do like that at least uh, Trizzy and Buford both offering to, to implicate themselves in some stuff. It's very good drama. Can I get uh, nature checks from everybody of all things? Sure. Nature, okay. 17. 18. 10. Uh, 9. All right, 17 and 18, the group passes. Beaufort, you specifically, you see that there is like a little scanner on the on the monorail, on this train, that just is like looking for space debris. It's not like anything specific. This isn't a combat vehicle. Uh, but you see a signature that sticks out to you as an uh, unusual metal. And with an 18, I would say you know it is actually the thing that the thumper is made out of. Um, it is not in the way of the train. It's a little off to the side. But after Trizzy ripped out the limiter, like this thing is going like, Mach 15 or something like it's, it's like to, to, to go around the sun, right? We're talking about this train is going so fast that like if you po poked your head out the window, you would you would become <laughs> missed. Uh, so uh, the only way you could spot something out the window is by like a uh, long range scanner. So I'm telling you, th the thumper is outside up ahead. You can slow to check that out or speed ahead. Does it look like it's moving? Um. Ooh, I would say it's moving very slowly. Uh, okay, yeah, I I think we should try to slow down and intercept it. I if I was thinking if it was far away and not on our course, we'd try to skip off the rails at it <laughs> and then leapfrog from the train to it. Um, but it sounds like we can just potentially slow down unless that limiter has fucked us. No, uh, Trezzy rolled perfectly, so it's uh, not a runaway train situation. Oh, that, that would have been a funny botch. Yeah, Trizzy just very carefully holds the limiter and just like, one, two, there we go, and puts it back in, like, between the moving gears. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we should, uh, we should go try to intercept the thumper, either make contact with it, get onto it, and, because if they're, like, trying to slowly sneak in, that might be what's happening here. All right, so you're all talking about who's going to take the blame if this breaks bad. Beaver points out that there's a strange signature. You slow the train down, you know, over the course of uh, 500 million miles or whatever, because <laughs> of how fast you're going. Um, this is a the classic case of writers can't do math, right? <laughs> no, no one knows how far or fast this is uh, without a, a different kind of brain than mine. Uh, but eventually you slow the train down alongside... Uh, the Thumper, this beetle ship, which is seemingly drifting in space. It's not, uh, you know, moored to anything. It's not clipped like the Tully is, but it's moving kind of uh, slowly in the same direction as you're going, which uh, up ahead, there's the nerve center where you are uh, hoping that Dracus is, or maybe hoping, <laughs> I don't know. Drake Dracus is there last time. I'll say that. Uh, what do you all do? 
should, should we go on like a spacewalk and just kind of jump onto the side of the thumper and knock on the door? Did any of us think to like create a uh, like a like a special knock we can do on the door of the thumper to be like, hey, hey, it's us. Uh, what is it? The, the shave and a haircut. Mm, two bits, right? Um, <sighs> a hallowed dice hunt tradition. Somewhere, Lauren uh-huh. Morgan just smiled. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you you just knock the entire sequence of level nine from Thumper. That's all it takes about twenty minutes to do. That should be sufficient for, uh, as a unique knock sequence. Um, to get off the train and onto the thumper is an acrobatics. If that's what you want to do, you got to kind of uh, jump and angle your body because there's no air resistance mm-hmm. in space. Okay, so. acrobatics. It's a whole thing if you miss. Thirteen. Twelve. Seventeen. Are we all doing this? Uh, anyone who wants to jump, anyone who wants to stay on the train, can stay on the train. Ah. Uh, uh, 18. Uh, we're- <laughs> wow. Okay, so you would have crit. This is funny because you have the um, the disadvantage to acrobatics because you shattered your leg when the uh, the evil Rezubian exploded with you inside of it. Uh, so you're like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to – oh, and you have the best jump by far. Is it just that uh, Mathers can float and can just course correct you? <laughs> just like little sure. nudges? Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> uh you're all you're you're perfect so actually what happens here max you just jump onto the thumper with an acrobatic leap uh together mathers and cecilia are able to get there with a 13 and a 9 or no a 13 and a 12 uh gubbins you are uh, you're heavier than you think and you miss and trizzy you're oh, with your new big robot you're heavier than you think and you both miss uh so you go both like skidding off into space like you're not immediately like sucked into the sun and killed but you know you're you're floating you're not on the, the vehicle okay okay uh in that case um uh, Triz- trizzy can can get back uh using uh where is it one sec. Um, Misty Step. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can just teleport. Yeah, I can just use my little teleport. Um, am I... Uh, does Misty Step let me like take anyone with me? I don't think it does. No, it's not one of those ones. Okay, I Misty Step back. Cece, up to you. Oh no, Cece's fine. Who was the other one who missed? Gubs. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> See you later, Buford. So what's interesting here is that you would have crit on the acrobatics if you didn't have a disadvantage, and I would have said the crit uh, consequences you can grab someone else. So everyone would have been fine. So there is still a consequence of you hurting your leg here, which is like you you try to you know reach out for uh, Buford, miss his hand, he goes floating away, and it, it doesn't seem like the end of the world necessarily. Like all of you have a number of abilities and expertises that could perhaps come into effect. But as Trizzy teleports onto the surface of the Thumper, uh, it turns on all of its lights uh like activate it begins like almost like shimmering as if it's activated some kind of shield or something some projection and it suddenly accelerates uh and slams into Buford. um it misses does 3d20 damage there (laughs) uh dexterity saving throw i'll say before i say it slams into you head on i'll give you that uh okay so this will be plus four uh, so that would be 21. 
All right, perfect. Good thing we rolled because yeah, the, the ship suddenly just tries to run you over, uh, and you are able to like use your metal arm to uh, brace yourself so you don't actually get hurt in any way, uh, and you skip off it like a stone. Everyone else, uh, strength saving throw to hold on to the thumper so you don't get whipped into space. I can't try to grab onto the ship. Ooh, not yet. Well, okay. it's not out of the question. Let's just get this. Let's get this thing going. Uh, two. Oh my uh, god. Four. <laughs> 18 for Max. Oh my god. Cecilia and Trizzy get thrown off uh, in different directions. This is tense. Max, you're the only one still on the thumper. There is like a thin um, kind of uh, edge to like some kind of hatch or something, but it doesn't have any obvious handle. I'll say that. Um, in fact, let's roll initiative. I mean, the thumper is attacking all of you for some reason. Uh, Max rolls an 18 on initiative. 17. Uh, Initiative. Oh my god, I really fucked that. Uh, six. Alright. Team Tolly's been sent blasting off again. Uh, 17. Oh, 18. Max, you're up first, right? 18? Yep. Alright, Max, you're up first. You're on You're on top of it. Uh, you don't know why it's acting this way, but it tried to run over Buford and it has just flung Cherzy and Cecilia into the void. What do you do? Right. So Max is going to attempt to break into the thumper, um, if possible. All right. How do you want to do that? I mean, uh, basically, the way I sort of look at it is there is there is a hatch. Um, Max, I was I would expect would try to use some sort of uh, some sort of tools they have on hand. I think Tinker's tools and stuff like that. But basically, using it to sort of like pry open the door or sort of finesse like a catch on the door. They have not, they've never ridden the thumper, so they don't know what the door mechanism is like, but they're trying to figure out how to pro, uh, pop it open to get in. You know, the, they, they got the wire, they're trying to like, they got the little thing with the, the air pump to pit slide underneath to try to pop it uh, pump it up and uh, just grab the uh, the latch on the inside with a wire coat hanger and pull it, you know? Yeah, without without thieves tools, I think I need what I need from you is just an athletics check to basically to deadlift it, right? You're just trying to mm -hmm. pull you brute force it. Okay, so would a twenty five natural twenty do that? <laughs> <laughs> would the best mathematical possible roll would, <laughs> would that work? Uh, yeah, that's that's hilarious because Max, you're not a strength based character, so I was like, aha, something you're bad at, and then you're like, no, dog, uh, three time they, gold they, medalist. <laughs> they, they have a strength of ten, but they have proficiency in athletics, so just like, yeah, this um, bananas. Twenty five. You just uh, get down into the hatch and you just rip it open. I mean, you can add something if you want, but the thing that Im happens immediately is that like an alarm starts going off because the, there's been a breach. Uh, and the ship starts trying to vent and you know push you out, and you see uh, Cortazar and Wendy inside uh, holding on to like arm, you know, like handholds so they don't get sucked out of the ship, and they look up at you. Well, like like Max just blinks, like, wait, what are you two doing still in here? Um, uh, get out of here, Maxi Max. This is none of your business. I mean, wait, let's uh, we're Gub Gub. CC and Triz Triz are all stuck in space right now until we can recover them. So, <laughs> do I have a quarters our voice? Uh, it's always been Laura. Uh, <laughs> Hello, <laughs> it's me, quarters <laughs> are. how I've always sounded. Isn't it? If, 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 <laughs> if we 
If we don't do something, if we don't do something to help the others, I'll be the Cortazar again. Okay, uh, <laughs> Laura. What is your do you do you have an Austin voice? You do that would be offensive to me. I feel bad. I no do do the voice. Do the voice. Like here's the thing. I'm British. I know our voices are weird and terrible. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. So Cortazar does his specialty, the thing he always does, which is throw up a shield, uh, blocking off the hatch and stopping uh, the thumper from venting into space, but he does say, like, um, you can't get caught up in this. This is, this is uh, mind flayer business. Get out of here. Well, I, I, we can't get out of here when several of us are now floating uh, unattached in space right now, so at the very least, help me get the others, like, recovered. Um, let's see. Uh, strength saving throws. The thumper accelerates again. You're on top of it. So with this, with this crit, instead of trying to, you know, beat you all back, they're just seemingly trying to escape. Uh, that will be a 12. Yeah, that's not going to do it. It is a barrel roll flipping you off. Um, and now all four of you are floating in space and the thumper shoots away, uh, you know, like at just under sub light speed. And the four of you are there. So, you know, Wendy and quarters are there. There, are, you know, their thoughts and things to be happening, but they have a ship and you're on foot. So it's going to be pretty tough to stop them. But you did immediately end what would have been a full combat sequence. Um, hmm. I, I, I think. Okay, I have an idea about what to do right now. But um, <clears throat> uh, can I make just a suggestion? You do have the vortex warp gun. That is true. But I have a feeling that in the, even in the time frame to do that, they, they're going so fast it'll be out of reach of Max's gun unless, you know, Max did it as a reaction, you know? Oh, I, I just assume they're already gone. I'm talking about trying to get us from falling into space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely a thing that Max can do. Um, for sure. All right. Uh, how, many, how many shots do I have for that? Like five or six? You, you can do it five times. So if you did it uh, five, uh, four times, you have one left. I, I I feel honestly kind of disappointed that they didn't that there was a passing thought we might want to help. They said official mind flare business basically, and then Max sets their gun up accordingly, and then uses vortex warp uh, multiple times to um, basically teleport everyone back onto the uh, the tram as it was. Cool. Well, in that case, uh, I guess it's time we re-remove the limiter and, and try and catch up. All right, Trizzy, every, once everybody's on uh, the train, you remove the limiter and start going again. Has anybody else uh, said anything after you're all cl climbing on? If if they are, um, at this point, not introduce themselves uh, to Drake's is coming back, they are, it seems like, just going straight to trying to kill him. Yeah, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put it this way, if 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 they are willing to you know be stubborn and go oh this is mind flayer business and not even consider asking us to help, to me that really feels like they're underestimating the level of threat that they're walking in in to deal with and in the politest way possible I feel like if um if if we don't get in there and help there is a good chance this doesn't go well. Because they are, they are just real single-minded on going go guns blazing and do this. I did give Wendy a gun to turn Dracus into Barry, and that's going to give someone a lot of confidence. <laughs> I mean, that is going to help. 
I checked. Barry is legally considered an endangered species. <laughs> it does not seem like the Wendy is looking for our help and is dead set on doing this, which is very bad for the Resubian. Although maybe good, maybe having like two different forces trying to kill us at once kind of like counteracts each other a little bit, maybe. Like they can't all fit through the same doorway at the same time kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like when, when you get when you get ill with two different illnesses at once and they just kinda cancel each other out and you're not and you're fine. Yeah, if we're double dead, then we're not all yeah. dead, you know? If you've if you've got a cold, go lick someone who's got a cough and like it balances out. Yeah, you gotta get bit by a snake that makes your blood clot, and then you gotta get bit by a snake that makes your blood never clot. I, I, I guess my only thought is still just like, why now? Why is why did Wendy go off and do this at this point? I mean, there's probably never a good time to do this, but it just feels that. I, I think what must have happened was that once Wendy and Cortazar got the thumper back, they realized they could get out without using the Tully, and that was the only rationale for jumping at this point. I mean, maybe maybe it's just a this is this is the last chance kind of thing because you know we're currently in a stalemate with um a scary old big bad. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got stuff on your list of I need to do this before before my time runs out, sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you you get it done when you can, I guess. How has the the actual like peace effort been going? Has it been making progress? I mean, I think so, but also the the galaxy is huge. Uh, this is mm. the thing uh, I think about with like Star Wars and Star Trek all the time. Is if there are like thousands of uh, inhabited planets with their own economies and uh, cultures and stuff, it's hard to generalize, right? But mm -hmm. so Dracus is just one of many generals at this point. Yeah, he's not the he's not Sauron. He's not the yeah. the number one guy. But I think earlier the, the analogy I made was like General Lee in the American Civil War, like very important, doing some stuff. You know, it's like it's a, it would be a significant accomplishment to kill him. Mm -hmm. Frankly, maybe it's not all bad if he dies. It's going to damage the peace mission, but at the very least, it removes something off the board. And I imagine part of this is more than just. Wendy wanting to advance the efforts of the Resubian or removing a illithid uh, or mind flayer revanchist ideology. I think Wendy wants to kill her dad. I don't think anyone can can uh, hold too much too much. Uh, what's the word? I don't think anyone could judge too harshly. I think we've all had that thought at some point. <laughs> Uh, does everyone in this group just agree, or is anyone like relatable? Everyone, you know, you know, when you're like, oh, I could, I could kill my dad, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. I love my dad. Oh. My dad rocks. My dad oh. fucking rules. Oh, you, you will love your, you will love your dads. Oh, well, that's my not character fair. is defined by my love of my family. So, so my, my thought, my thought about Max regarding to their father, by thinking like, hmm. But the father has never been mentioned at any point in this entire campaign. It's always just been Max and their mom. 
Uh, that's not fair, Cecilia. Your dad is Slayer from Guilty Gear. Of course you love your dad. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he fucking rules. <laughs> he's so he cool. Always, he's so, he can block punches with the smoke from his pipe. I don't even understand that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> Jersey reveals inadvertently something about herself. Uh, and then uh, the botch consequence happens, which is you all hear something uh, coming down the train towards you. It just sounds like even footsteps, just like someone going to a business meeting. Uh, maybe a little heavier, but someone's walking in your direction. Is this, uh, does this sound like heavy footsteps? Like maybe a giant mind flayer hippo person? All right, Dan, do you want a DM? <laughs> uh, wait two seasons. Trizzy would like to try and lock the door. Uh, Cherzy, you rush and lock the door to the cabin you're in as the heavy footfalls of Rommel, the hippo-style uh, mind flare, the gif illithid, uh, start coming towards you, and you just hear him say, like, all of you will make great soldiers in our hive mind, except for the cyborg. We have a score to settle. And you won't be much use to anyone after I'm done with you. <laughs>